Yo, what's going on, you guys? What's up? It's me, it's your buddy, it's your boy, it's your pal. It's that good friend of yours, John O'Milo, back at it again with another episode of the Cry Baby Sleep Podcast. You know, as is always, just thank you guys all so much for coming and checking out this content. I really, really appreciate it. Just thank you guys all so much from the bottom of my heart. It really means the world to me that you guys are coming here and just spending a few minutes of time with me just you know just enjoying the conversation and hopefully i'm bringing something uh, you know new to you and you know bolstering a new conversation you know just amongst everybody who's enjoying the show you know just just thank you guys all so much i'll see you guys after the bump hey peace this story just like a multitude of others still continue to come at such a high price it makes it really difficult to talk about because there's so many different facets to it that I, I want to address and things that I want to be able to get to. But these these episodes are set up in a way that they're sort of a, they're just like a brief look. They're more in the realm, like I've stated multiple times, of like a pop sociology or pop psychology or pop politics or something like that. I don't ever want to be seen as a person that you can come to for some deep depth as far as like the analysis, as far as like, uh, you know, street violence, gun violence, you know, black death are concerned. Um, I'll, I'll keep parroting this. There are so many people out there in the world that, hmm, for lack of a better world, have put the, have put the work in. You know, they've, they've seriously, they've put the work in and they've dedicated their lives to not just like the understanding of black life in America, but just like the cultivation of like, you know, just just true hard hitting data about what the reality entails. And with, with that being said, I feel like I've already done a bit too much of a of a prologue going into this story. Um, So let's just go ahead. And let's just jump into it. It comes to us from the Guardian dot com. Officer fatally shoots security guard who detained gunmen at suburban Chicago bar. Jamel Robertson, 26, was pronounced dead at hospital and four other people were shot and wounded during the incident. Now, this story has been making the rounds on social media ever since it happened. Again, this is like just more, this is further proof of like, just like how deep-seated the issues are are in America today as far as like racism are, is concerned and just like all the issues around just like again like I said just like the gun violence just like the prevalent nature of this sort of thing happening continually in the country and it, it just confuses me so much especially now when people want to compartmentalize these things and they don't want to look at all of them being as part of like the same same issue and I, i'm i'm here to tell you that it's you know it's the issue of racism white supremacy that's why i'm here to tell you you know i wish that um i had a more in-depth explanation as far as um what ended up taking this man's life i wasn't there you know i was not there but you know and from a person that is you know five to ten times removed from this absolute tragedy i'm here to tell you that one of the only things that could have taken place within that bar that day that ended up leading to the loss of this man, this father's life, is racism, white supremacy. 
it is the most prevalent thing. But I digress. Let's move on. A police officer fatally shot an armed security guard who witnesses say was trying to detain a man following a shooting at a suburban Chicago bar, authorities said. Investigators said 26-year-old Jamel Robinson um, was pronounced dead shortly after being taken to a hospital following the shooting early on Sunday at Manny's Blue Room in Robbins, just south of Chicago. Four other people were shot and wounded during the incident, including a man who police believed fired a gun before police arrived, the Cook County Sheriff's spokesman Sophia Ansari said. When police arrived at the scene, Roberson was holding, quote, somebody on the ground with his knee in his back, with his gun in his back, witness Adam Harris told WGN-TV. Everybody is screaming out, he's a security guard, Harris said. Roberson was licensed to carry a firearm, Ansari said. Now, again, I want to stop. I want to stop right there, you know, because when you bring up firearms and you bring up these sort of things, right, you know, it always it always splits the crowd. It always splits the audience. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would like to live in a world where, you know what I'm saying, where firearms aren't that prevalent of an issue. But that's not where we are. We have a society that is deeply, deeply just just sick to its core, you know, and this whole issue with firearms and quote unquote gun control, it just sounds, it sounds batty to even like bring it up, you know, um, this th- is, this is so much around it. This is so much within it that, you know, you, you, again, like I said, you have to back up and like, just like the statement from, um, Miss Ansari here, everybody is screaming out. He's a security guard, right? Like how could a police officer come in to a room and you know what I'm saying? Like be on this 911 call, this emergency call, right? And then to reach into a room of people and be like, he's a security guard, like don't shoot. And then you still decide to shoot him anyways. And people have like this confusion about what it was that he was enacting when he was in this room. What did he see when he saw this black man on the other side of the room? And you know what I mean? Like, again, we don't know all the details of what happened in that room, but I can tell you for a fact, right, that I bet you up until that day, um, Mr. Roberson um, probably saw himself in some tier, you know, having some training as far as like, you know, like handguns. And he always thought, I bet you moving into that role that um the police would, you know, eventually if, you know, there was like a day where I was like, you know, something like this would happen, they would see him in the same light and they would respect his role. But again, clearly, we're constantly seeing this day after day after day where people are just doing just their normal, you know, just their normal walkabout everyday thing. I've seen stories of like people picking up coffee. I saw a story where um, there was like someone with like a mental illness, right? And um, the family was having issues like uh, containing and uh, trying to assess what was wrong. Um, with their family member, they called the police and then the police ended up shooting the person with the mental illness. I'll probably end up putting the link to that story in the show notes just so you guys can have a look at that as well. But we continue to see this. We see this every day. Every day I get on to social media and I'm seeing police officers just constantly, constantly just like it, it, it feels as if there is no balance. You know what I mean? It feels as if there is no boundary to what they're allowed to do, what they're allowed to say. People want to people want to make this into, you know, they want to compartmentalize the issue 
You know what I mean? And, you know, everybody always walks that line of, like, stuff like Blue Lives and just garbage like this, right? Where it's, like, as opposed to, like, fighting for um, the the state in, in which, you know, we, you know, police officers are safe. How come we don't do the more human po- approach, right, of just, you know, just abolishing police forces? Like, that, that like I said, that's me as, like, a far, like, a, being a radical thinker, right? Because um, I would like to live in a world, right, where, you know, these sort of things aren't necessary for life anymore, right? But, like I said, that's a far off, I guess you could say, like, pseudo-utopian dream, right? But nobody wants to work towards that life. Nobody wants to work towards a goal like that where, you know, police aren't just, like, constantly patrolling and surveying our streets, our, our, our lives, and our everything, Everybody thinks for some odd reason that all of this stuff is totally okay. And then when they approach, you know, when they approach you, when they approach emergency situation, their first instinct is to kill. I said this, I said this previously as well. They're like, they're like tacticians, right? And they're tacticians in the realm of death, okay? They're, they really don't get trained for much else. Like going to a police officer and thinking that like, you, that basically you're like, you're asking for a human to show up on the scene, right? Another human being that has like a certain set of skills to like take care of the situation. That means you need mediation. That means you don't need a police officer. You see, do you see what I'm saying? I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes a, a, a bit of sense. And I, I say that as in to say that like they're tacticians, right? You know, um, they're, they're trained more so like in the realm of like, you know, dis disarming dismantling and you know killing people more than they are really in anything else they're they're set up to take tax money from you to extort you for doing simple things like turning you know turning right on a red you know what i mean speed limit charges and stuff they're just there to exploit you you know more than they really are to you know take care of situations right there's only a very small handful of people right that actually get the full service the proper service from police officers in the united states like i don't mind going on record saying any of these things because this this is just so prevalent like how corrupt the system is this is this is disgusting this is just disgusting behavior but i digress let's move on charges were pending on monday against the man who investigators believed fired the initial shots during a dispute His name has yet to be released, and he remained hospitalized on Monday, Ansari said. Investigators said the initial gunfire was reported around 4 a.m. An officer responded from nearby Midlothian, encountered and shot, quote, a subject with a gun, end quote. The Midlothian police officer, Daniel Delaney, said in a statement the person was later identified as Roberson. No details have been released about the officer, which I find ironic in this because we're at we're at a space now. You know, sorry not to like, you know, pull the brakes so abruptly in this story. But I I find it ironic that we're in this space now where details about the person that ends up like taking this person's life is somehow, you know, we need to make the right judgment call as far as like, you know, what details about this person are going is going to be um released i find this so telling right that this is the state that we're moving into where it's like the police are so they're so set up to be like okay you know another person's laying dead in the street we have to get like our social media you know what i'm saying like they're basically you know it's like 
publicity and PR for them to make sure that they have the uh, right look, the right idea, the right statements, right, as far as like going into this. And it's also funny to me that on top of this, they can make they can make statements like this where it's like, oh, we're going to close details off on the person who ended up murdering someone. Just let that, you know, like I said, that, that you know, that's a couple of thoughts from me, but let that just let that simmer and sit. I, I, I digress. Let's move on. Roberson, who was black, was the only person killed in the shooting. Again, let that sit. The other four people who were shot suffered wounds that were not considered life-threatening, Ansari said. The Reverend Martin Hunter said Roberson was an, quote, upstanding man, end quote, and a promising keyboard player who played at his and several other area churches. Roberson was working to, quote, get enough money together for a deposit on a new apartment, end quote, said Hunter, the great uncle of Laquan McDonald, a black teenager who was fatally shot in 2014 by um, a white Chicago police officer. And so, you know, just in case, you know, you guys want a refresher course on just like how, just how demonstrative, again, you know, the death of Laquan McDonald was, you know what I'm saying? Just open up a tab while you're listening to this and just have a poke at that and, you know, just be as, you know, Disgusted as I normally am as at, at these situations. Illinois State Police are handling the investigation into Roberson's shooting. The agency said it would not comment on the investigation until it was completed. The, again, like I said, there's just so many things about this. Like I've heard people talk about like on social media, like where is the NRA talking about this? You know, you're never gonna see them. Just this, this news flash. You're never gonna see them. This would affect their lobbyist dollars. Um you know, standing up for somebody like, you know, like a person like this, like Mr. Roberson, this would affect their bottom line. So you're never going to see the NRA show up. OK, this whole thing is, again, we constantly see case after case after case after case of, you know, these young black men and women laying dead in the street. And, you know, every other institution, media, the police, the justice system. All can take the reins and move these stories whenever and however they want to. And they can constantly move them away from justice, from real transformative justice. And, jeez, oh, oh, Pete's, man. Like, I, 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 I'm at my wits end about stuff like this, you know. It, it, it drives me batty. But, like I said, what do you guys think? Let me, you know, let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear from you guys on this one. It's, it's fascinating. Just a brief message, and we'll go ahead and we'll move on with the program. If you are enjoying what it is that you're listening to, consider making a one-time donation to paypal.me forward slash J-O-N-O-M-I-L-O or head over to the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash J-O-N-O-M-I-L-O and uh, make a monthly um, one-time $5 donation and um you know it, it, it it'll do a lot you know it'll bring guests and you know, it'll up, upgrade the show you know we'll do a lot of really neat things with that and as always just thank you guys all so much for just coming and just spending a few moments of your time here with me i really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart thank you guys all so much it it, it it means a lot to me and with that being said on with the show and that's it that's the one we're gonna go ahead and call this one thank you guys all so much for coming and checking out another episode of the crybaby sleep podcast 
you know i just you know just from the bottom of my heart you know as always just thank you guys all so much for just coming and then just spending just a few minutes of your precious time here with me i really i really honestly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart thank you guys all so much you know just go ahead and just leave me a line you know just 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 drop me a message uh, i see what i did there and you know at uh crybaby sleep at uh, facebook twitter or instagram you can find us all there and um you know just you know i just hope you're having just uh you know just a wonderful time and you know i just i just wish you peace and prosperity in your life and i'll check you in the next one hey peace